Blog Talk Radio.
And we all know, folks, that charity and wrestling doesn't quite last as long unless it's done right. So shout-outs to Tim Rockwell for doing an amazing job of putting this stuff together. Shout-outs to the people involved in helping this, like the concessions. That pulled pork nachos, Granny, I tell you, it's so addictive and so good. Um, (laughs) It is very addictive, very addictive. I mean... You know, folks, also, WFC features, um, you know, it's kind of funny, Granny, because I, <clears throat> I know you're not a fan of villains, but I do kind of find oh, it no. genius that, uh, yes, but I, I do find it genius that Rockwell somehow outsmarted the referees again. <laughs> That's and, nothing uh, unusual with him. Absolutely nothing unusual. Um you know, I when it comes to Rockwell, I mean, I don't know how many times I have seen him pull that stunt that he pulled on Stryker when he threw Stryker Shirley, and then he bounced to the mat like he got hit with a crowbar. He did not get hit by the crowbar. I mean, he did not. Stryker did not hit him, and I tell you. I saw the interview with Stryker and Tim after the show, and I told Stryker, I said, next time you need somebody backing you up for that interview to verify that that did not happen. And I said, if you need a witness, Stryker, Granny is your woman. I will be there for you in your corner to back you up 110%. (laughs) I found it funny, folks. Granny, she doesn't. This woman has no fear, fans. I mean, she got in the face of lockdown. Yeah, of lockdown. Now this guy like, was like three, probably three hundred, maybe three fifty. And of course, CRD, he comes over and tags me. He says, "Granny, I'm tagging you in for this match. I'm sitting this one out." <laughs> but he. But he, he did come back to my rescue fans. He he tagged himself back in because, unfortunately, Granny does not have a license. So, And Granny would have really gotten hurt if I would have face locked down, I mean, physically. But, hey, you want to talk smack? Hey, I'm all, I mean, no holds barred me back from that doing that, let me tell you. I mean, it, I just was like, wow. He's like, you know, and... CRD comes over and says, I'll tag you in, Granny. And I just chuckled a smile. I was like, man, <laughs> I was like, Granny don't care who you are. She don't have no whereabout or wherewithal, you know, like, yeah. She knows fans that she get hurt, but she doesn't really care about getting in the other competitor's space. And, um, yeah, I know people are bitching about, oh, you're going to break kayfabe, aren't you? Well, dude, here's the thing. I'm going to say, well, afterwards, after the show, he come up to Granny and said, I tried hard not to laugh. And I found that to be really cool because, <laughs> you know, as a worker, you know, you're supposed to be, oh, yeah, we're all serious, blah. Well, you know what? For those who are still purists, here's what I have to say to you guys. It's a sport, but it's okay because Granny is like a super fan that, like, you know, Mr. Sign Guy or uh, well, the guy with the white eyes after The Undertaker lost his first match at Mania. That guy. Uh, the AJ Style fanatics. I mean, it'd be really cool 
uh, they had like not a super fan convention, but if they were, uh, if Granny actually became a part of WrestleCon, which is what I'm trying to pitch for, and I'm not joking. If if she's widely known, folks, and she had the where not like the coolest thing ever to me was like when she talked to this dude face to face, and he's like, "Well, I tried hard not to laugh," and Granny just you know she patted him on the back and went about her way. It was the coolest thing ever. But it was kind of funny, you know, during the match when he first came out, he was like, you know, sit down and shut up, you crazy old woman, you know. And I'm like, uh, are you man enough to come down here and say that to my face, big boy? Because I don't think you are. <laughs> and everybody's like, I was I was waiting for the, you know, you know how we were chanting for Emma later in the night before she left? I was waiting for the granny chant to start because <laughs> it's happened before, fans. I have had, when I've been talk, back talking or talking smack to a heel, you know, like I was the lockdown Saturday night, man, they get that granny hoaxer chant going. That gets my adrenaline going. You know, that gets my blood flowing. So, you know, hey, it's all in good fun, and I love doing what I do. I love doing it for the fans. I love doing it for, you know, the kids that we're doing the shows for, you know. I mean, it, it it's amazing. I mean, it is amazing. It's, it's one thing to be like, okay, well, you go to a wrestling show and you go home. That's not, you know, very entertaining. Granny goes to the show, by the time she's done, yeah, they has a really sore throat or she's hooting and hollering and getting in the face of managers and having restraining orders promised and you know I uh <laughs> <laughs> Well, I've never had a restraining order put on me yet, B train, so no restraining orders. Granny doesn't hasn't gone that far yet. So no restraining orders fans, just so you know. Don't have any restraining orders out there on anybody, so but, you know, handcuffed to a manager, fun. yes. That 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 happened about a year ago. You know, handcuffed to Pierce. That happened about a year ago, but never restraining order. So, and you know, folks, I heard you know not the restraining order, but the noise complaint because you know I heard the managers we've consulted. You know, Sylvester Fox. Oh, we we and, consulted. Oh, I'm. I, you got a mouse in your pocket there, Beach. <laughs> well, you know, I, I just. We, because the managers are saying, you know, the noise complaints due to the fact that when Granny gets attached to a manager, why she sings them karaoke and serenades. And let me tell you, oh, it's no, not the pretty no, serenade. no, 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 no. I don't, I don't sing. I don't sing while I'm a, a handcuffed to a manager. I may, I may talk to that manager and put him in his place, but I don't sing to him. I, I, I do not do that. So. <laughs> Anyways, folks. So. um Moving forward, yes, WSC was in Tahlequah, and my, you know, friend, if you will, my brother on the road, professional wrestling, Kirk Gannon, was involved in a eight-man elimination tag match, and uh, let's just say he he made it to the finals and unfortunately was eliminated, and then Rockwell pulling up the all the stops like he normally does, has a manager on the outside throw throw bar. 
He took a fall in the ring. The referee turns around. Wait a minute. You got hit. You hit somebody with a crowbar. This is the old Eddie Guerrero tribute, if you ask me, where he did it to uh, Mr. Kennedy. A long mm-hmm. time ago, he grabs the chair, smacks him on the on the mat, and then the referee turns around. The funniest thing ever, Eddie's at Eddie's playing possum, and one, two, you know, said, "Wait a minute, you used a chair," and Kennedy's going crazy. I didn't use a chair. You're disqualified. Eddie wins mm-hmm. the match. Mm-hmm. It was one of those. Well, see Eddie, what I, was I, I, what was most interesting about this whole thing, too, B Train was everybody thought that Dimitri was the only one left. So when Dimitri got yeah. pinned, they thought they'd won. Well, everybody forgot about Bishop Nasty. He had not been eliminated yet. You know, now unfortunately, like I said, after Stryker got, you know, you know, for, you know, supposedly using the crowbar, which he did not you do, he did not use Shirley on him. Everybody forgot about Bishop Nasty. And I tell you, it it came down to a very close match, you know. But, like I said, once again, you know, Tim takes a crowbar. It's nasty with the crowbar, you know, whatever. I mean, it, 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 it unfortunately, it happens, fans. They did not get caught. And like the old saying goes, it's only cheating if you get caught. Well, they didn't get caught. So... But, you know, Stryker is no fool. And, yes, according to the stipulation, now Tim has 50% control of the director of operations to work along with Stryker. Stryker's not real happy about that right now, fans. But knowing Stryker like I do, this is not over. They may have won that war, but the battle, fans, is far from being over. That's all I'm going to say because I know how Stryker – I know how Stryker thinks. I've known Stryker a long time. I know how he thinks. So this is far from being over. It's going to be very interesting – <clears throat> the next few months, um, you know, my goodness, we're already almost, gosh, March is almost halfway over with, we're almost to April. We've got um, May, and then, of course, June is the Ryder Cup Memorial Show. So um, lots of exciting times coming up for WFC. And um yeah, it was fun, Granny. I had a lot of fun in uh, at WSC. Uh, it was it was a four hour trip for me, Kurt, and uh, Mr. Langley, who also um, was participant at at WSC. And uh, only enough, you know. Like I said, certain people just never go away. Mr. Coach or whatever they call him in WSC. Coach Dog. I don't know. Oh, goodness. You know, kind of like Bill Alfonso, which I say this all the time, wasn't a terrible manager. He got people's attention. But, geez, Lou, man, I'm glad he doesn't blow the whistle the entire match. 
That's all I'm going to say. I was uh, well. There's been times where Coach Doggins has been known to blow that whistle more than he needed to in in past in past matches when he was when Colt Kilbane was his client. Man, I mean when he was Colt Kilbane's manager. Now that also being said, you know we thought Coach Doggins was gone, but. Um, Looks like he's got Mr. Aaron Anders under his belt, and um, that doesn't that did that really did not surprise me. I it was a very good match between Aaron and Luke Langley. I mean, heck of a match. I mean, well fought match. I mean, it came down to you know the nitty gritty and and very 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 good very very good match. Well. Then after what Aaron Anders did, low blow to Luke Langley, and Coach Doggins takes Aaron Anders, you know, under his wing. That didn't that did not surprise me. I um I wasn't expecting it, but it didn't surprise me. So, you know, um we'll see what happens with with that. Um, you know. There's no love loss, of course, between Colt Kilbane and, and Coach Doggins by any means, but um. I guess yeah, you know, I was just like, man, I can't the guy looks like the bad guy from the video the old like this is gonna show my age here, but he Coach Dawkins looks like the villain from Sonic the Hedgehog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> With, with the sun. Mm-hmm. The only difference is he's got a whistle, and he doesn't have red hair. That's true. So, so that's that, folks. I mean, WFC was uh, quite the event, but we're gonna move forward um, with a WWE Fastlane review, which Granny. I don't know. I mean, it was so... The pay-per-view this Sunday, folks, was so all over the place. Um, the one good bright spot I can say out of all that pay-per-view was the shield standing tall. And it was a very, very good back-and-forth match between the shield versus McIntyre, Lashley, and Granny and I's favorite. This, you can hint the, vo- the sarcasm in my voice. Boren Corbin. <laughs> I swear to God, dude. Like he, they gave him new music, but I still fall asleep at his entrance because, yes, he's a villain. Yeah, he's whatever. To me, like on behalf of all villains, please go back to school, dude. Because even. Even McIntyre does not bore me to tears. He just he's very intriguing. Why? Because he's a Scottish psychopath, according to Corey Grace. Not just that moniker, but he at least when he comes out to his entrance, he doesn't bore people to tears. Very true, very true. I mean, um So So there's that. They had the uh they had a very interesting result for the triple threat match. We knew fans that it was coming. I'm excited for WrestleMania. 
Uh, I'm still, yeah, I've been excited. Now it's Becky Lynch versus Charlotte, and <laughs> Becky signed the uh, WWE is not responsible, you know, the waiver fee or whatever she signed so that she could be not suspended. Well, Becky must have done her job, Granny, because from a psychological standpoint, if someone annoys you that much on social media, Rhonda, my dear, I'm so glad you made it a triple threat match because at WrestleMania now we can be entertained. Because if it was just Ronda and Charlotte, I guarantee you the people from around the world, people from the state itself, New Jersey, because it's, you know, at MetLife, we would be going to the concession stands and buying T-shirts, nachos, what have you. But now that we have the man, pray, I freaking fracking pray, Granny, that she wins the Raw Women's Championship uh, away from Ronda Rousey after. So Ronda's kind of, after you saw last night's Raw, folks, she attacked, you know, Dana Brooke came out. She's trying to stand up for, you know, WWE Universe, this, that, the other. But she slapped an official, <coughs> which, okay. <laughs> Um, don't know what to say other than what Michael Cole was thinking, and that was Rhonda's gone rogue. Yes, I mean, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens at WrestleMania. Apparently, Granny, we have a lot of, you know, farewells, uh, coming from Monday Night Raw. One of those was uh, Kern Angle, who made his announcement that he was going to have his last farewell match at WrestleMania, which is kind of sad because he said he's been traveling the you know WWE roads for 20 years, been around the world, and he, I, I think it is time for him to call quits. And um, I just... You know, I find it very interesting and also kind of uh, kind of sad because Kurt was, you know, he's extremely entertaining. He's very good at what he does. And uh, it's going to suck without Mr. Angle, but now WWE's been busy signing different people, getting, you know, different acquisitions out. So I believe, let me see here, WWE in place of Kurt Angle It's not replacing him Granny But they did sign some very big names I believe Let me see here Let me look at my list here But aside from that The Fastlane Review um, The Raw Tag Team Champions The Revival They retained their Tag Team Championships Against two very very good teams So Gable and Rude um, And Aleister Black and Ricochet not surprised, but folks, wouldn't you rather have the tag team championships change hands? I don't know. At WrestleMania, while I'm looking at my notes here, da, 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 da. if I can just find you. Ah, here we are. Stokely Hathaway and Robbie E. I remember Robbie E. from TNA, and I also remember Stokely Hathaway. This dude's a phenomenal phenomenal athlete that NXT they have been signed to developmental contracts and that's pretty big news since AEW signing everyone and their mother 
So, let's see here. Luna's the son of former WSU, but Wayne Bloom, who wrestled as Bo Beverly. Okay. Hathaway has been a manager and Evolve was in a relationship with WWE. Okay. Well, I've got to do more digging on Stokely Hathaway. And I I do know that Robbie E. I was at the last Overdrive show when Kurt was on. So, goodness. Oh, yeah. Evolve, folks, is the sister company of WWE where Tyler Bate, Adam Cole, Gargano, <clears throat> Candice LeRae, they all wrestle for an affiliated, you know, it's an affiliate sister company of WWE. So, there's that tidbit. Now, on to bigger fish to fry. Well, Granny, no holds barred, Batista and Triple H. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's going to be very interesting. He, Batista kept repeating himself, Granny, on Raw. He said, I want to do this on my terms, not yours. You're, you don't like this because you're not in control. And he goes, I want you at Mania. They kept saying it over and over and over again until Hunter finally caved and said, uh, you know, you're not going to get it just because you come back. You think you're, you know, privileged because you come back from Hollywood. I'm just going to drop everything just for you and give you what you want. Well, congratulations. You're on. It took a minute to get there. It was like running around Mm -hmm. in circles. But, folks, oh, my God. I can just imagine the brutality that's going to go on between Batista and Hunter. Granny, myself, other fans have seen what Hunter is capable of when it comes to beating someone down. Yep. And it doesn't matter. It it did not matter who it was. When he did it, Triple H always got a result whether it was a loss or a win, and he he can push his opponents to the limit. Um, Undertaker, anybody? Shawn Michaels, Benoit, the list goes on forever. I mean, but look, Hunter's outlasted several people from like three or four different eras. He is moved to the back of the office for good reason, uh, because his knowledge of the business, his prowess, uh, you know, for what he brings to the table. Batista comes out of nowhere and, you know, gets flares, you know, on his 70th birthday of all places. Uh, <coughs> all I can tell you folks is it's not going to be <coughs> just war. This is going to be genocide. Because if you think for one second that Hunter has lost a step in the ring because of uh, the few times that you've seen him in the ring, the man's in the best shape of his life, I tell you. And I remember remember getting to meet Batista one time. It's been several years ago, but I got to meet Batista, and I was just amazed at I mean when I shook his hand I mean he had like a muscle shirt on I mean I knew the guy was big but my goodness when I met him in person 
Oh my gosh, I tell you, he took he 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 shook my hand and his whole one hand practically covered my little hand. <laughs> you know, I was just like and he's like very pleased to meet you, ma'am and I'm like, Oh my goodness. <laughs> He was amazing. He was absolutely amazing. And that was, let's see, I was working for Walmart then, so and that was during shareholders. That was probably, mm, <laughs> well, let me stop him. Um, that would have been about 2007, 2008. Something like that. I mean, yeah, might have been even earlier than that. I don't remember what year it was, but so I was working for the call center at the time up in Bentonville, Arkansas, for Walmart. I was working for the call center, so. But um, very amazing man. And um, like I said, it's just. Uh... Oh man, this main I don't think it'll be main event, but let me tell you guys something. The history of Dave Batista is not just evolution. He started off as a uh really big, big kid, big guy in OVW. And then he worked his way up. So main roster. So Devon Dudley used to have a bodyguard. And Batista, he was Deacon Batista. And this dude was ripped from head to, you know, from head to toe. This guy was like, he looked like a super villain you did not want to mess with. Um, he turned on Devon, you know, and as the years progressed, you know, Triple H was taking notice of certain people. So, Evolution. Evolution was around for a year because it started in 2003. And... Let's just say uh, after him and Triple H had Discord, Evolution came back, you know, and I think this is, yeah, this is when The Shield was also still running. So Evolution came back for a brief hiccup. Don't know what happened, but Batista some way, some way, shape, or form, I guess, Granny, eight years or nine years in the making, Wanted Triple H because of what Triple H did to him a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And maybe it'll come, you know, the resolutions, folks, are always at Mania without fail. And if you think I'm making this shit up, boy, you know, just take a look at the tail of tape, man. Every single conflict problem. Sometimes it gets resolved. Sometimes, you know, it's based on fan opinion. Whatever. Undertaker Kane. There's another one that was always a good WrestleMania fight. You know, feud, if you will. Um, I don't... Maybe I can briefly remember Granny, vaguely remember the feuds between Hunter and Batista because the feuds are too far in between. We see a lot of them as fans. Uh, some ones that... <clears throat> Pop up, kind of like, whoa, Batista. He said he wanted to have his last match, Granny, and he said, I want to do it on my terms. And Hunter said, well, you can have your match. It just won't be on your terms. It'll be no holds barred. My, yep. my initial thought, 
my initial thought was, oh, cripe. What do we have here? Because uh, I'm just going to inform you all. <clears throat> Not only is WrestleMania going to feature Batista and Triple H, it's probably going to feature tag team championship matches. So it's probably the uh, Battle Royal Memorial. Just a lot of stuff. Oh, yeah, the Andre the Giant Battle Royal Memorial, which is going to feature several superstars from NXT, Maine, SmackDown Live, and Monday Night Raw. Then you'll see the Raw Women's Championship match. We decided Becky Lynch, Ronda Rousey, and Charlotte Flair. Now, Danny, this is the biggest, well, one of the big ones. Seth Rollins versus Brock Lesnar. Please, Lord, if you hear us, Granny's and I's prayer, please remove the strap from the non-existent Brock Lesnar, who never shows up to Monday Night Raws. And if he does, we'd be shocked out of our shoes. Amen. Uh, let's see. Oh, I don't know about the SmackDown Live Women's Championship. Oh, yes. Mandy Rose had a miscue with Sonya Deville, got hit in the back with a cane. And voila, there goes the friendship, right? Right? I don't know. I'm just guessing, folks, because WWE likes to keep us confused. Confused enough to turn in and watch every Monday and Tuesday. But, uh, <laughs> Granny, I don't, I want to know, did you watch Fastlane or no? No, I didn't get the opportunity to watch it yet. I was actually busy Sunday, so... I'm sure I'll go back and watch it, even though pretty much I know pretty much what's already happened, but that's okay. I'll still probably go back and watch it, so. Yeah, Miz and Shane. I have a feeling this is going to be a match at WrestleMania, folks, because like AJ and Shane, or Kevin Owens and Sami <laughs> Zayn versus Shane and Daniel Bryan, Shane versus Undertaker, as if Shane doesn't have enough big enough resume as is, folks. I mean... The man has defied gravity, to say the least. He's also had jumper cables hooked up to his, you know. Thank you, Kane, for that lovely memory you gave us. But um, <clears throat> the point is, Shane and Miz, I knew this team wasn't going to last. I would hope, because Shane's 49 years old. He's, you know, he's done a lot for his dad's company. Um, but Granny, I mean, really, the contrasts of personalities between The Miz and Shane, they're not all together, if you will. Yet people wanted to insist upon them meeting the Usos. It just, uh, they came close. They came close for the SmackDown Live tag team championships, but I really honestly the Usos were just that much better, folks, and it kind of I don't know if Miz irritated Shane, like why did you drag me into this type feel, but you saw, for those of us you saw uh, on WWE Network on Fastlane, Shane ends up turning on Miz at the end of the match, right in front of Miz's father, nonetheless. And, 
chain gurney touched um, Mike's father, and it was. I, I thought it was funny because I know that you know, he wouldn't have agreed to do what he did, but it was uh, kind of a tense moment. I thought Miz's dad was going to just pop back and punch Shane in the face. Mm. But he, yeah, see, that was an intense moment, which I was like, um, wow, I didn't expect that. And, uh, so yes, the, the Shane and uh, well, Miz connection or Nick Miz or whatever they call themselves are no longer no more. But folks, it's come to the time in the show where you're gonna have to buckle up your seatbelts because it's been a minute since I've done this. Actually, <laughs> it's going to be not so jumbled as it was before because I have my I have my stuff together and I. Uh, Apologize for weeks on it if I rambled incoherently about random shit. So buckle up your seatbelts. If you have children, put earmuffs, earplugs, because some of the things that I say are not suitable for the children under the age of 14. Then again, you have social media and you hear it anyways. If you say it to your principal, that's on you. So get inside the mind of Brian Rails to get... Shitting you at a seventy day or seventy seventy days. I wish seventy dollars sixty five cents because it's sixty nine for the two day pass. Add tax to that. If you want to know what the location for WrestleCon is, visit the website, please, because they are going to have House of Glory shows going on. They are going to have Pancake and Mayhem for Wrestling Revolver. This all can be found at the Midtown Hotel. There's going to be a crap ton of superstars there. Christian, Chavo Guerrero. There's going to be the great Muda, uh, Pac, or he put in parentheses Neville, if that's how you know him. You can get your packages, folks. You can order them today, and I would suggest hurrying it up because those seats, those not seats, but those autographs are going by quick. Um, I've been to WrestleCon for now. This is DC32. So this would be my third or fourth WrestleCon. It's a lot of fun. It's like um, Comic-Con or Planet Comic-Con or whatever con you've been to. Please be respectful of the wrestlers. Do not, and I repeat, do not act like jackasses because it's happened before where a fan gets too chatty Kathy, you know, and it's like, I really have to pee. Hurry up. 
hurry up, get an autograph before I pee on your foot, type thing. So, sorry, folks, but that's ha- that has happened, Granny, before where it's like, you know, I, I really, <clears throat> I was in line for, was it not Scott Hall? It was, uh, it was not Bret Hart. Oh, yes, Shawn Michaels. And he cracked up laughing. Probably because it looked like I was about to do a happy dance. I wish, you know, that I didn't, you know, was in a hurry, Granny. But true story, Shawn Michaels was like, you look like you're doing an Indian ritual. Or an Indian ritual dance. So I was like, and I said, no, sir, I just have to go to the restroom with that. And then he started laughing even harder. He was like, well, I, I guess I'm so glad, you know, I'm so appealing. That was a WrestleCon story brought to you by Crazy Incorporated. No joke, this happened, yeah, last year in New Orleans. And uh, he smiled right here, he signed your autograph, so he signed an autograph. And that was that. Well, um, access, if you're going, it's $55 general admission. You can get free autographs, folks, so bring a program. That's why I buy these at WrestleMania. Bring a program, get them signed. There's one person... I don't know. Granny, there's several people on this list that you've probably met over the years. Um, Trying to think. Oh, yes. The Rock and Roll Express will be there. Yes. Yes. Uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Mm Mm-hmm. Jake the Snake Roberts. Granny, have you met Jake? Yes, I have. Funny guy, isn't he? Yeah, he is. I remember he was yeah. in a match one time in Springdale, Arkansas at the All-Star Sports Arena, I believe it was. Or Anyways, um, they did a show here in Springdale, and he actually, his teeth fell out in the ring. And he kind of just picked him oh. up and handed him to the referee, and the referee's like, um, I don't think so. <laughs> you know? So, you know, but but that's Jake for you, you know, so. He, uh, let's see. Well, <laughs> Vicky Guerrero, I'm going to have to get somebody to go see her booth and see how much it costs for her because I want her to say, Wrestle Radio Network, excuse me. <laughs> Y'all know, folks, how lovely. They, it would just be hilarious if, if Granny got the chance. If Vicky was ever at an event near Granny, oh man, that would be the confrontation of all confrontations. Well, you know, you know, one time I was at a show. This is when I first met Matt Riviera and Tim Storm. You know, it was a Mid South show. It was before TCW started running, and this was before Granny was even ever thought of, guys. I mean, fans, this was. I mean, Granny Holster hadn't even been thought of yet. And I went to this match, or went to the show, and Sean Schultz was wrestling against um, Matt Riviere. So Matt was coming to the ring, and he was having the ladies kiss him on his cheek, and he'd go, woo, you know, like that, you know. And and Sean Schultz, Matt Riviere, how how gross is that? Kissing all these, uh, 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 let's see, obese women, you know, that's just, you know, really nasty, you know, and, and I just, I, I mean, I had my Vicky Guerrero moment there, folks, you know, I was like, excuse me? 
obese is something I'm not. And you know what, there, Sean Schultz? Your little troll of a manager, his mama dresses him funny. I mean, you know, it was just it, it was just the spur of the moment thing, you know. It was like, excuse me. <laughs> so I had like my Vicky Guerrero moment there, you know. <laughs> yeah, and I uh... said, obese is, you know, I said obese is something that I'm not, <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how did, did he, he, uh, how disgusting is that? Is that kissing all those obese women, you know? And like, okay, really? Yeah, it's um, you know, back to the. <clears throat> that's why I say it'd be kind of funny to have Granny give, or not Granny, but Vicky give Granny the hand to the face, and then Granny says, "Excuse you." You know, it's something really <laughs> funny. I'm sure Vicky afterwards, like the, you know, the guy that confronted Granny, he's just a big guy. And Granny, he told Granny, I was trying hard not to laugh. Because it, she gets, like I said, Granny starts frothing at the mouth and we almost have to get the shark cage and, you know, and the restraints because werewolves don't have anything on Granny, let me tell you folks. A woman can bark up someone's tree without even flinching, and she doesn't care. And it's like a Canadian red devil comes over to Granny's. I'll tag you in. <laughs> and I'm going to set this one out. And he climbs over the banister and sits down in the chair. You know, so. <laughs> so there's that. Um, like I said, there will be a lot of events coming up, folks, in New York area. Just please, you know, search for, like, you can even do a simple search. Go under Google, look under WWE autograph signings or superstar signings. Nunzio and the FBI will be having their own autograph session. I don't know where, so I'm little of no help to that point. But I do know a few things, folks, and that is... Man, WrestleMania, holy shit, this is my eighth one. Uh, I'm pretty sure fans are going to compete and have a dick-pissing contest about how many WrestleManias they've been to. Point is, it doesn't matter how many you've been to. Uh, The adrenaline rush of when you actually go into the the venue itself, whether it's a football stadium like it has been the last two years, and they're going to have – speaking of football stadiums, Granny, they just announced – uh, the location of where WrestleMania 36 will be held, it will be at Raymond James Stadium in Tampa Bay, Florida. So, Granny, if you know, if time presents itself, <clears throat> I'm having a couple friends of mine, one's from Detroit and the other from Kansas City. Uh, they're coming with me to WrestleMania 36, which is going to be a lot of fun. So we plan like a six-day weekend. It's in Florida, so why not? I mean, there's a crap ton of stuff to do, including not just WrestleCon, but actual, you know, like matches before the weekend and stuff. So, there's that, folks. Going to be good times. Oh, yeah. It's going to be good times, folks, because – 
they have granny like it's really cool because most people think everything nowadays you know they're bitching on instagram right now (laughs) well if you already know then why are you complaining thank you oh eugenia says hi oh hello eugenia oh i got i got to share something funny with you that happened last night on our show b train you know, uh, uh-huh. we had uh, Roger Wilson as one of our guests. You know, he was one of the actors that played in the movie Porky's and Porky's 2. Uh-huh. Well, you know, the little line script that Icon sends to all the guests to, for them to read, you know, to when they're, you know, you're listening to the Attitude Era live, you know, with the host, the Icon, Big Swing, Granny Hulkster, and Pretty Boy Doug Masters. Well, Roger Wilson went to do his thing, and he said, Gary Holkster. <laughs> and I said, it's Granny. He says, oh, I'm so sorry. Of course, Big Swing, he's like, oh, a new name for Granny. We're going to start calling her Gary Holkster. And I said, no, you're not, Big Swing. I said, I have enough gimmick names that my son's trying to give me, and I don't like any of them. So, you know, no, we're not going there. But what he was really jealous of, I shared with him the story that you told me over the weekend at WFC, you know, because, you know, as we all know, Big Swing is a big, huge Alexa Bliss fan. And you were talking to Alexa Bliss, telling Alexa Bliss about me, and Mickey James says, oh, yes, Granny Holkster, sweet lady, but you don't want to make her mad. And he says, okay, Granny, now that I'm just officially jealous <laughs> – he well he he played this little clip because we were talking about the Raiders which I know you like the Raiders and I thought of you when he did this you know he played the little clip touchdown Raiders well he did that twice last night you know but but he did it the second time just because he was jealous because Mickey James remembered who I was you know and Alexa you were telling Alexa Bliss about me so he was very extremely jealous, you know, the fact that, you know, my my name came up in a conversation with Alexa Bliss, you know. So. <laughs> I just thought it was funny, you know, but well, thought I mean, it was that funny. Was like before I, that was before I quit that job. I just want to speak on something, you know. I just want to tell, tell the world, um, you know, wrestling can uh, emit stories like that. And I got to meet a lot of wrestlers at the job because, well, I worked a, um, I used to work an exit booth for a rental company. So, mind you, I meet, I, I used to meet like Mickey James and Tommy Dreamer and all them. They probably don't recall because they're like, oh, we've seen you before. You know, they would tease all the time. <clears throat> I never. Everyone's like, well, you ha- you probably fanboyed out, didn't you? I was like, in the back of my mind, I ain't going to lie, yes. Because when you're a big fan of all these big names, sure, it brings about uh, stories to tell. And it's funny because <laughs> Alexa Bliss at first was like, Granny Holster, oh, yeah. It was funny because she had an aha moment. And she basically said, oh, yeah, Granny Holster, yeah, Mickey warned me about her. And it was funny because – look on Alexa's face like she was smiling as if Granny and her had met and they've never met each other. And I'm like, uh, let me warn you, this lady's crazy. And she get in your face. And she'll, you know, pound, you pump her fist in your face. And it was like, it'll get, she goes, oh, trust me. 
but I'll do my best to ignore. And I'm like, um, no, you're not understanding. This this super fan is not like any other super fan. You know, she's not fine guy. Uh, I'm pretty sure she's not the dude with the wide eyes at WrestleMania 30, who was on the Edge and Christian show, by the way. Uh, but I said she's she's a sweet lady until you uh, say something that riles her up or makes her feel strongly about the situation. And she started laughing. She goes, "Well, I gotta go, man. It was great talking to you." And she goes, "Yeah," because Nikki James remembers who Granny is, and Tommy Dreamer does for sure. Um, and uh, let's see who else. Hacksaw oh, there's Jim a crowd on the name. <laughs> yeah, Hacksaw Jim Duggan. They they've eaten dinner with her, and you know it's. It's really cool to have a fan base experience. What I'm going to speak on next is like this. Um, I don't quite know what direction wrestling, you know, goes in, but I just learned this. There's always got to be something good about WWE. And on the road home, Granny, it was not going to share with you all the stories. Some of the stories would make you fucking blush or some of the stories would make you go, ah, you know, not suitable for air. And I've, learn that. So, what I am going to share with you is I listen to a podcast, you know, Jim Cornette. I love <clears throat> Cornette's probably one of the biggest influences I had as growing up wanting to be like him or Bobby Heenan, because Heenan just cracked me up as a child. Um, and a few of the fans have referenced me and Granny as the the different I, they, they say we were like the modern version of Monsoon and Heenan and I said, I'm guessing I know who's Heenan. <laughs> and uh, I said, yeah, but I don't hear Granny say, will you stop? I don't hear her say, now, fans, that's not true. So I guess that's her version of, will you stop? Um, <laughs> but uh, anyhow, so, like, the version of Cornette, it was the podcast, Granny, about Austin Aries. Now, Cornette works you know he's worked with ring of honor smoky mountain pro can tell you stories that will make you die laughing okay one particular story is about austin aries i don't discount the dude's talent he seems like a nice guy when you meet him but from what Cornette said on his podcast about aries he was the miserable fuck that would complain about anything and everything and granny i shit you not from the synopsis of Cornette's podcast about Austin Aries when he worked Ring of Honor, was that he said the words that made me angry. Because if I had an opportunity to do professional wrestling, I'd do it. And getting paid for it? Are you out of your fucking mind, dude? You don't pay me enough to complain. You don't, yeah, you don't pay me enough to complain. Dude, he was one of the highest paid wrestlers on Ring of Honor's roster. And he, com- and Cornette even was quoted saying in there in this podcast, he said, well, he's the type of miserable that makes you want to put a lynch around your neck and pull. Jesus Christ, dude, there are wrestlers that have complained. And that's fine. That's their business. I'm not trying to create drama. I'm just getting this off my chest. If you have an opportunity... To work in professional wrestling, do it. Don't – now, there's a difference between doing it for money and doing it for, you know, being – I'm feeling good and feeling satisfied. 
<clears throat> Granny, I listened to the podcast and said, you know, well, can you please stop complaining, you know, and, and just find something good. And it's always constantly said, if you make a mistake or you do something bad, own up to it. I'm not perfect by any stretch of the imagination. But hearing that podcast made me realize something. I used to be negative about every little thing. And now it's like, hmm, you know, <laughs> can't you can't be a curmudgeon about every turn you bitter is going to make you dwell and you're not going to want to live your life. You can't, oh, well, this, this company did me wrong. Oh, yeah, well, this company did me bad. It's not a way to live. Also, but he, Cornette also, Granny, like he, I listened to another podcast about his, about Smoky Mountain Pro. And how it was either Tim Horner or whatever the fuck the guy's name is, you know, did Cornette wrong. And how did he do him wrong? Well, <laughs> you'd have to listen to the podcast to get it per verbatim. But, Granny, I tell you, the reason why I love Jim Cornette was because he said people are ask, constantly asking him about wrestlers in the business. And sure, he's been wrong about Kevin Owens. Sure, he's been wrong about a lot of different wrestlers in different aspects. But that podcast about Austin Aries made my ears perk up and go, wow, he was even lightweight in WWE. And when he asked for his release, WWE gladly gave it to him. It makes you wonder, folks. Oh, wait. Is Granny not on the line? Okay, there I'm we here. go. That's weird. Uh, for some reason, my phone's being like a gremlin. <clears throat> so, anyways, Granny, what I gathered from it was he may be a good competitor, but it doesn't matter if you've got a good attitude. or not. Well, it does matter if you have a good attitude. It doesn't matter if you have good skills in the ring. Your attitude behind the office, because... Cornette worked with Delirious. Uh, Delirious is a very good guy. I got the pleasure of meeting him three years ago. And I went with a seminar to, you know, manage, referee, do whatever, what have you, in St. Louis. And from what I gather, if you make Delirious mad, how? Like how? They won't even touch. Yeah, like how can you make... Not just him, but Cornette, you know, it's easy because they said, well, Cornette runs these mouths. I'm like, yes and no, but he runs these mouths because he's got backing of stories, and he's very factual, and he presents you with facts. If Granny, this, the, what I, the takeaway from this whole thing of listening to that story to me was, hmm, if you have a bad attitude in the back office, does that really make a bit of difference? Yes, because you could have the greatest skill set, and unless you're making the promoter money, they do not care. NXT, he, granted, he was the best of all superstars. Yes, he went to the cruiserweight division. Yes, people bitch about him not being a part of Maine. Well, there's your reason, cause, not just because Jim Cornette said, but a lot of people. You know, he um, there's a story of him blowing up at a ticket agent at an airport. And, Granny, 
I don't know about you, but if someone was yelling in my face, I wouldn't want anything to do with them either. No, I wouldn't either. And I met Delirious um, at a CWA show, uh, I believe it was last January when we went to Maumel. I got to meet Delirious and very... He he was amazing. I mean, he was just he he treated me and my family really nice. But I wouldn't want to make him mad. <laughs> I mean, I would not want to make that man mad by any well, means. The story goes in, well, the story goes on the podcast. You know, when Jim Cornette was talking about Austin Aries, he was told by Delirious. He's like, "Can you please tell to Mister Aries that he better stop complaining." Or not wrestle at all. And when you can't grant a simple request, folks, I'm sorry. What what it boils down to is this. If you are in wrestling, you are a servant to the business, not the other way around. So my... Take away, like I said, I have a lot of takeaways from this episode. He wasn't bashing on his wrestling skills. He was bashing on his attitude. Attitude is nine-tenths of the law in any job that you have, not just wrestling. So if you're going to bash a promotion and think that it's wise to do so, you, in my opinion, had better have clout to do so or backing to do it. Granted, you know, okay, some people say that, okay, well, he's in Japan, or I don't know. You haven't seen him work because he has a piss-poor attitude. You bitch about shit. I've learned this from experience. Don't. Just the key word, don't. It only causes drama, and it causes you to look like an asshole. If you have something to complain about, don't. I've learned that from experience. If you think that creative isn't doing this correctly and that these wrestlers are only here because of their skill set and they can't do anything outside of their skill set I mean that to me signifies that you have no wherewithal of being you know entertaining the fans then you're just doing it for yourself so some guys are like that and some guys aren't it's not my job to go Oh yeah, man, you shouldn't do this for yourself. You should do it for the fans. I'm not. Mm-mm. I don't touch that. But what Cornette was saying about Austin Aries in general was, <clears throat> we were happy to give him his walking papers. That's never good. And I'm disappointed, Granny, because I really liked Austin Aries. I watched him uh, in a few takeovers in Brooklyn, and when Delirious tells Cornette, who at the time was helping run Ring of Honor say, hey, can you talk to him about being a better better student of the game? Can you tell him to be less bitchy? That's bad, Granny, when it comes from Delirious, because Delirious is the simple, you know, he's keep it simple stupid. That's what mm-hmm. him and other promoters live off of, and he learns every facet of the business from taping shows, to doing production, to doing announcing, to being a referee, to being a manager, to wrestling occasionally because it's so addictive. You know, and I'm not going to lie, it's still addictive to go on the road and talk and go to the gas stations and do, you know, live that lifestyle. But for someone to bitch 
while they're making money, Granny, it doesn't it doesn't sit well with me. Like how can you I would gladly on air say this with reason. If I had the wherewithal to quit everything, you know, right now and be full time in professional wrestling, yep, you guarantee I'd be going from city to city with whomever. WWE, AEW, New Japan, doesn't matter. For him to sit there and bitch about what creative was doing with him, fine. Well, there, I've been there, but I'm not. I'm not above anybody, and I always say, like you know, like Uncle, you know, Brutal Bob Evans says, you are a servant to this business that we call professional wrestling. Be pretend like it's customer service. The fans are your customers. Serve them well. Whether you're a heel, whether you're a babyface, referee, whatever, don't get caught in the trap of, oh, they did this on purpose. Oh, they did this to get at me. Oh, they did this to stab me in the back. Because then, folks, I'm not giving out advice. I'm just giving out what he, what Uncle Bob has taught everyone, not just me. Find success and, you know, make it, make it so that you're happy. If Austin Aries was that unhappy, he really granny in my opinion, and this is just saying, what did he expect? That people were just going to cater to him because of name? Apparently so. Apparently so, because Cornette, who I, you know, I got the pleasure of meeting back in 08 and 09 with Kenny Bolin, you know, he tells you things you better listen, because Cornette's been around. Yes, he does have an old school way of doing things. But when he formulates an opinion and starts popping out facts, and this is not hearsay with Cornette, this is what he saw, this is what was said, and he even, Granny, it's funny, I bet you he has a notebook of what people say to him because he retains a lot. Of course, I miss him as a manager, but still. Um, I miss that tennis racket, and I miss people getting is you know behind his pounding on the mat the the baby face and he purposely did it for that reason but more so than that Cornette's more intuitive he he observes people and from the observation of Austin Aries granny um it's unfortunate that he he felt the need to do what he did because of you know, well, they're not paying me enough to complain. Granny, I don't. That's like a, you get a child a brand new bike or a brand new Jeep or whatever they're into now, or you get them brand new Prisma pencils, and they're like, "You don't pay me enough." It's like you didn't get the right colored pencils. This one's messed up, or this bike sucks. This was last year's model. I yep. think folks, if, so you, right. if you want to see if Granny if you want to see Granny really pop a vein, have that shit happen. Okay. <laughs> yeah, gra- I, I Granny know. can I mean I, I, I can hold my limitations pretty well for the most part. But, but you, you know, push Granny, granny like too when someone far, pushes them. You push me too far, then look out because Granny's going to come back swinging. I may not physically hit somebody, 
but I sure care can talk a lot of smack to whoever's making me mad. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what I'm saying, Granny? It's like this, because every time that I read something where someone quits, it's like, well, there has to be a backstory behind it. There has Mm -hmm. to be a reason why said individual quit the company they worked for. If they ask for the release, fine. WWE and any wrestling company will say, there's the door if they hate, if not hate you, but if they don't like you. And something so profound was said at Monster Factory. And I keep bringing Danny's group up. Why? Because I learned a lot, even though I only went there twice. For summer camp. I may be going with Kurt um, on May 24th and 25th that I don't know yet but what I learned was if you think that you're the you know the reason why a company runs no you're the spoke on the wheel they can find a new spoke and if you act accordingly and do everything you're told you're going to go far and I'm not saying Austin Aries didn't do those things obviously because he made it just enough but just enough in today's world of professional wrestling ain't exactly what the doctor ordered or what was supposed to be prescribed for fans yeah he got he and Neville had an amazing match it wasn't even on the DVD at Wrestlemania a lot of people complained well <clears throat> to me, certain guys are who they are, and that's just unfortunate because, like I said, sometimes you learn a lot about professional wrestlers, and yes, they're not all bad. But, Granny, listening to that podcast made me think, if a company is happy to give you your walking papers, that doesn't necessarily look good for when you try to come back. That's very true. I mean, even if he does very live true. on the indie scene and he's making but a fans tell me, well, he's, you know, done this independently. I'm like, well, dude, if he likes living that lifestyle because he can charge because of his name and I've seen workers do this, that's fine. But, you know, folks, we are going to wrap this up. Uh, Bob Roop, NWA ICW legend, will be joining us tomorrow. He could not join us today. Um, for specific health reasonings, which I will not divulge into. If you like, you can message me directly on Instagram for more of a scoop on Russell underscore radio on Instagram. Brian Rails, um, 05000 on Twitter, Russell Radio forward slash Facebook.com. If you have any questions, folks, feel free to ask me or Granny. Um, Call in tomorrow at 213-943-3422, Eastern, 1130 Central. Join us with the NWA legend for a full hour to talk about his life, his career, what have you. All right, folks, now this is I'm about to fall asleep, Granny. Holy crap, I don't need coffee. I just need to splash some in my face. Boy, oi, oi. If you didn't like what good old Brian Rails had to say, then I got three choice words for you. Forget about it. And Granny? 
And if you didn't like what Granny Hoekster had to say, what you going to do when Granny Hoekster goes crazy on you? Join us again tomorrow, 11.30 a.m. Central Time, 12.30 p.m. Eastern Time. See you tomorrow. See you tomorrow, folks. Have a nice rainy day. Dig it. Personality, the cult of personality.